welcome to Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, a.k.a. Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number 111. Wow. Let's roll. And uh, sorry for the missed, uh, missed episode last week. You might be able to hear it in my voice. The flu ran wild and is still running wild through the Falcone household. It is a, it is a war zone out here, man. Little baby, uh, little baby boy Falcone is out like a light man. He is having a hard time getting through this, uh, through this uh, flu stuff. So be, uh, be safe out there. Y'all be safe. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. Like uh, in, in my kid's school, like half the kids, like literally half, it was like 50% of the kids not at school unbelievable so uh i think uh i think maybe uh this one's a little bit worse on the, on the kids than covid ever was but we're not going to make we're not going to make this about that what we do have this week though is a great show and i'm going to i'm going to talk about uh the indianapolis colts and just how the new england patriots have sent them into another whirlwind which i absolutely love uh by the way indianapolis colts fans eight wins in the last 32 games versus the New England Patriots, you guys can absolutely eat it. And now you get to have Jeff Saturday just roam the sidelines and try and figure out what the hell to do. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. But without further ado, I have one of my one of my favorite people I've ever had on this show and uh, uh, someone that y'all know, the great Scott Fish is on the show this week. And I can't wait to talk to him. I've got so much to talk about. Y'all welcome Scott Fish to the show. Scotty, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, man? That, that great Scott, that, that's a, uh, back to the future reference, right? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm just normal, n- normal, regular guy. Not exactly great, but man, uh, back to the future reference. I'll take it. <laughs> yes. Great Scott. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Back to the future. I mean, only us, uh, guys who are over 30 wink, wink can remember that movie, right? <laughs> 30. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we are over 30. Do not, do not get it twisted. That um, is correct. Factually correct. <laughs> I think you've actually done some pretty great things. I, I say it sometimes. The Scott Fishbowl is the largest fantasy football tournament in the world or the largest, largest fantasy football league in the world. I don't know about tournament because I guess you could call, you know, these underdog best ball tournaments. Yeah. But like an actual fo- fantasy football league, it's the biggest one in the world. It is, you know, all of the celebrities, fans, you know, fantasy analysts. Everybody, you know, everybody's in that league. It's it's grown every single year. It's managed by you. I don't know how mm-hmm. the hell you do it. To me, it's uh, a, such a huge endeavor. Tell me a little bit about how much time it actually takes for <laughs> me. It's got to take just so much energy to make sure it goes off without a hitch. Probably hundreds of hours. I, I really yeah. can't calculate that. I will say over the last few years, uh, people have come on to to help uh, quite a bit on on the the Scott Fishbowl page, uh, scottfishbowl.com. I, I put a page full of the team on there now that just nice. so people can see everyone that is actually helping out. There's so many people that make this thing happen. Even like four or five years ago, it was pretty much just me and then Ryan, Ryan popped Ryan. in to help a little bit. And now there's like 20 plus people that help That's me great. make this thing happen. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's a it's an amazing league. I mean, I, I don't remember exactly. I think I've been in like four straight. And I, I I will tell this this the basic story that I literally remember when I got in the league. You know, was, I was not doing any real content. I, I just started doing some rankings and stuff with Alex Johnson over at Yards Per, then create a rank. And 
don't know, I was more a fan than I was an analyst, but you know, I was kind of doing stuff. So I put that I'm an analyst, but not really yet. This was like five years ago, whatever. And I was like, so excited. I got in, it was so exciting. It was so, I don't know. It was just so cool to say, I'm going to play with Matthew Barry and all these guys in this league. Cause certainly before then I'd never had access to do that. And you provide that access to so many fans. I think it's such a cool pro-am setup and, you know, I, I just got to give you a lot of credit for pulling it off. And now I think you're like the ambassador to fantasy football in a lot of ways, um, or at least one of them. I mean, I know Matthew Barry certainly takes that mantle. And I know you won't ever put yourself anywhere mm. close to that. I know you won't because I know you well enough to know. <laughs> but I got to tell you, Scott, you've done an amazing job. And not to toot your horn, but toot toot, man. You've done a great job. So bravo. Well, it- as I always like to say, it's, it's really the community that does it. Like, you know, I can, I can do what I do and try to organize things, but it doesn't work if the whole community doesn't get behind, uh, you know, the ideas and things put forth. Yeah, for sure, man. It's, it's just a great league and obviously I'm going to win it this year. So, you know, I just don't want anybody to think that after I win it it was because I had you on or something like that, you know, but I will say the undroppables are represent. We've got a couple guys in the top, uh, 50 top hundred, uh, most of us in the top half, I guess, because it was 3,000, right? The yep, 3,000 teams. Yep. Yeah, we've got a bunch of bunch of folks up in the in the top half. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm in the top thousand. It's not bad. Top third, <laughs> whatever than, it is. Better than me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Your son's beating you, right? Oh, yeah. My son's beating. Actually, I'm I'm I don't even know where I am in the rankings, but oh, no, I'm 682. But yeah, I'm a uh, 12 and six. My son is 13 and five. Yeah, so. there you go. 682 yeah. is really good though, actually. No, it's good. It's fair. It's it fairly good. good. Yeah. And it's tough too. I mean, I, I tell this to people all the time. Like you'll see, you know, I get the emails from, you know, uh, the, the waiver run and it'll be like, I'll just make it up. Sam Ellinger. Well, Sam Ellinger will go for $2 in one league and a hundred dollars in another league or whatever. Yep. And so the irregularities Crazy. league to league make it so that it's not a necessarily an even playing field, but it's not trying to be an even playing field. It's trying to be what it is. And so therefore, yep. you know, some leagues are softer than others for various reasons. I'm yep. sure that you see some fallout where guys aren't trying anymore. Who knows what, yep. right? Out of 3000 people, you're going to see every sort of thing happen. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll get an X amount of, you know, X percentage of people that stop setting lineups and then yeah. MFL has to set it for them or, or sleepers lineup from the week before sets. Of what. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. So you're one of the OGs though, Scotty. I mean, in terms of like dynasty, tell the people when your first dynasty league was, because I think I've heard this story before, but uh, how, how long is your, your first dynasty league? How long ago was that? Yeah. So I, I started playing uh, fantasy football in 1992 and that very first league was a dynasty league. Uh, so basically what happened is my dad had uh, been playing college fantasy basketball and in it they would ha- get all to- all get together and draft college freshmen and they'd have them throughout their entire career um at that college so when we started playing fantasy football that's what i thought fantasy football was was we just did it with football and we can- right. and and obviously dyna- i've tracked dynasty back to the 70s so i'm not i'm not saying like and it was any kind of invention. I've, I've well, you did dynasty. invent it. You just didn't know you invented it. it exactly. I, right. you, I you, did. You, I did yeah. it. It had been done for a decade plus before. But so we. Nobody told you how to league, do it. You just did it. Right. 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 Exactly. My very first league was a dynasty league, and yeah. so that is enter. That league still exists today. It's not. It's a keeper now instead of a dynasty, and but it's going into year thirty-one. Wow. Um, still remember, and I've told this story before. 
1995 rookie draft standing on a chair or a table or whatever and saying proclaiming jj stokes would be the next jerry rice i think we all get <laughs> excited about the young first round rookie receiver we just draft and stuff yes um, but jj yes, stokes very, i love it i'm very old very old yes <laughs> Well, that's awesome, man. I mean, that's what it is. So over the years, we've seen so many changes. And, you know, I I certainly don't have a resume that you have, but I I have been playing since the 90s as well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so many things have changed. I mean, even my seriousness around it. Like, I remember when I first started playing, it was just like, eh, this seems fun, you know? And then you Mm -hmm. start going, well, let's play for money and then so forth and so on. And it just sort of grows. And at some point or another, it was like, I think I'm pretty good at this. And so... (laughs) You know, you get good at it and you're like, but who gives a shit? Nobody cares if I'm any good at this game that I play with my family, you know, every whatever. So and then and then, of course, there's a bit of a a business around it where all of a sudden it's like a multi-billion dollar business. And you're like, oh, well, then there's more people and then get into Dynasty and so forth and so on. And and now DFS. And so it's just grown by leaps and bounds. And so to to be kind of quote unquote good at it is whatever it is. I mean, it's not like you can only be so good, right? You know, it's like funny. I'll look at the Scott fish um, leaderboard and you'll have some of the, like the, the brightest minds ever at like, you know, ranked like 2000 out of 3000. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, dude, it's luck is involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like saying you happen. win every poker hand. It's not going to happen, you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That's, that's definitely a thing. I kind of feel bad having the full leaderboard show for, for moments like that, where someone is well-known in the industry and they're like "Eh, having a bad year (laughs) because it It, happens. It happens though. I mean, I I just have said that I I just never want to, you know, come in last place, you know, whoever comes in last place. Like, I don't even know how that's possible. I've seen a couple big names come in last. I'm not going to roast them here, but I'm like, you just can't let that happen. You just have to, You have to figure out a way to not come in last out of 1,500 people. That's just the only thing, you know? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one way or the I, other, I get yourself scratch, out of the cellar. Scratch yeah. and claw your way out. I feel yes, that way sir. every league I'm in. Like any yes. league I join or any league I'm in, I'm like, I just don't want to be last. I <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm in this space and it, it, looks, it looks funny if I'm last or if it's just my mentality that I don't want to be last or – but, there's this yeah. there's this league I'm in and it's uh it, I don't know it's like um how do I explain it? it's just some it's just some musicians that I that I've mm-hmm. I, I've gotten to know and it's it's not even a big money league it's just it's a little bit wonky scoring and every year I'm like I think I drafted this great team and again I'm like I think I'm second to last in it every year and it's like they're like who's this fucking supposed expert you got this like I can never win the league I can't even come close it's like every year I'm like how do I lose this league every year so. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's a uh, it is what it is. You you never know, but I always think sometimes that people look at me like this guy's supposedly some sort of expert. Who the hell's taking his stupid <laughs> advice? So yeah, it is what it is. Uh, well, it, it, I, I think it's uh, I think it's fine that they take your advice. Even <laughs> everybody's got everybody has a bad year or a bad yes. week or whatever. That's it happens. My yes. best run ever in a and I was going to mention this later, but my best run ever in a dynasty league. I won nine out of ten years, nice. but the two years before that um, was productive struggle, and I was yes. terrible. So I can see someone looking at that year and be like, "Oh, he's terrible." Nine out of ten. That's a good run. Is that that oldest one? Because oh, I mean, or no, no, no. That was a different one. That was one that started nice. in two thousand five. I have, uh, <laughs> I, I've tweeted out the picture, the screenshot of that multi championship run a few times. Nice. It, it was pretty insane. Yeah, nice. I, I'm in a league that's, I guess, uh, would it be six years? This is the seventh year of the league. 
I didn't win the first year. I won the next four and didn't win last year. So I'm four out of five, that's which not, is pretty good. good. Yeah. But uh, that's about the best run ever. Last year, I did something that I've never done in the Dynasty League. I went undefeated and won the Super Bowl. That was the first time I ever did that. And nice. of course, I'm five and four in that league. I'm probably going to lose this week too. So, <laughs> it, you know, it is what it is, right? You go up yep. and down. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like if this year you drafted JT, Javante, you know, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm dominating. It's like, nope. So, yeah. You, 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 Acres. <laughs> Literally my running backs on my home league team, JT yes. and Javante. Yes. I have a, a few JT, Javante teams that are starting to suck <laughs> it right now. Oh, man. Well, I wanted to ask you something that I thought was, you know, this is an evergreen sort of question, um, but yeah. I, I, I can't take the, the the moment with you and not talk about it. I wanted to talk about just sort of setting up a dynasty league. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've commissioned a ton of teams. You've commissioned a ton plus more. Um, yeah. And so, therefore, you have more experience. And, you know, one of the things that you did for SFB a couple years back that I had done simultaneously – and when you released it, I was like, fuck yeah, man, that's exactly what I'm doing. Nice. Was the half PPR mm-hmm. and then half point per first down. Yeah. And the other one was completion percentage points, which I had done to a much smaller degree than you had done with the, you know, plus one minus two, which is huge. Right. But I love that a- aspect being in there because it's like, you know, that that the garbage time gets muted a little bit because if they're just kind of chucking it around and throwing in completions, throw it away, throw it away. And then a big play, it's kind of like, you, you get penalized a little bit for the for the nonsense that got you to the big play. Anyway, I love mm-hmm. that. But just starting from the very, very beginning, if you were to set up a dynasty league and you were like, this is the perfect dynasty league, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. I just, I'm going to get either 10, 12 or 14, 16 people, whatever the number is, and I'm yeah. going to start the best dynasty league. How would you think of it to start in terms of total, you know, teams and roster spots? Okay. So, I mean, first, first let me, man, this is stuff we talk about on commission impossible. Exactly. It's It's a great pod, um, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, first off, I don't league shame ever like play whatever you enjoy. Like we all have our preferences. We all have our own strategies, like play with the settings or sizes, whatever, like enjoy what you enjoy. I absolutely love that. There's so much creativity out there. Um, totally. But for me, uh, I have been a big fan over the years of 14 teams in my dynasty. Mm-hmm. And it came, it came from the, you know, the old schedule of 17 weeks where you play everybody once for 13 weeks, then there's three yep. weeks of playoffs and then you don't play the last week. Like it, it fit perfectly. Yep. Uh, but I found that I really love the depth of that size league, a 14 team league where you have to start some of your, my guy players, yes. you know, in a 12 team or sometimes they just sit on your bench the whole year, yes. but in a 14 team or you probably, if let's say, I don't know, uh, Isaiah Pacheco was one of your guys. You probably had to start him like six times this year in a, in a 14 teamer. Yes. So you got to have the fun of getting your guy out there in the starting lineup. Um, I like that about it. I like deep rosters. I have a lot of data that shows waivers die past 28 roster spots, trades die under 22 roster spots. Yes. Um, so like a lot of people you want to probably stay in the middle of those two things. If you want to keep both active, I actually like my waivers a little more dead so I don't have to work on them all the time. We talked Um, about that. Absolutely. I'm with you. Yes. Yeah. So I tend to have mine closer to that 28 to 30 roster spot range. Um, I generally, and this is where we're going to go a little sideways. Um, my dynasty leagues almost always in the last, I don't know, five, six, seven years, 
are all auction. The startups auction, all the rookie drafts are auction. You get rookie money based on, you know, the, the draft picks turn into rookie money after they've been traded. Um, I usually have uh, an IR and a taxi, but the taxi isn't what you think. The taxi is for bi-week players. And there are two coin, two f- sides to that coin is that one, you don't have to make as hard of decisions on bye weeks with your roster, um, which one could argue that's good or bad. But I have found that if you allow bye week players on taxi, people are in there every week putting players on taxi, taking them off. They're making waiver moves. It makes the league super active during right. those bye weeks. Um, I'm not saying I'm not recommending you do it. I'm just saying it's an interesting quirk that I found made my leagues really active in that in that bye week zone. Um, Let me ask you this: What about yeah. starting rosters? Like, because I'm yeah. I've, I, the last two leagues that I started were both 14 team leagues: the Dynasty Game yeah. Theory Invitational and the Undrafted Listener League. Both are 14 team. They're pretty deep starter starting rosters too, which yeah. I agree with you helps you get it rewards the guy who drafted well in the third and fourth round yeah. of a rookie draft because a lot of times you like. Yeah, you draft a guy and you're like, well, he's not starting anyway, you know? Yep. Like I can't fit him into the roster. I'm not going to play Dulcich over Kelsey, but if you have, you know, if you have a, a a pretty deep starting roster, you're like, dude, I I just took Dulcich off a taxi in one of my leagues and started him this week and I'm like, here we go. You know, here it is. <laughs> nice. Finally, you know, I get nice. to use this situation. So, you know, yep. that's where it's really rewarding. So, what do you think yep. about starting rosters? What do you like the best there? So when, when we talk about this, when Ryan and I talk about this, we talk about recommending your starting lineup should be two and a half, one, you know, your full roster should be two and a half to three times what your starting lineup is. So if your starting lineup is 10, your full roster should be 25, 30, something in that range. Yeah. But I'm like you, I prefer it a little deeper. I don't think I have a league where I start less than 11 players. Yeah, there you go. Um, and I, I could see going deeper, but I think most of mine are 11, um, yep. but I could definitely see going deeper. Yeah, especially, I mean, again, you know, you start to, you know, Scott Connor was on a couple of weeks ago and he talked about the math of all this and you're starting to, to dive into the math of it as well, which is like, obviously, if you have a 10 team league, you may want to start even more, right? you know, right. because then you're actually uh, starting deeper players. And if you have a exactly. 16 team league, maybe you shorten that up to nine or 10 starters because it's like, dude, you know, <laughs> I'm going to play Equinemia <laughs> St. Brown. What do you want me to do here? You know, yeah. um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's like, you know. So even at 14, I think I have a 14 start 12. I think that's where it's at. I'm not going to look at it right now, but like that's super deep and guys are like Mm -hmm. scrambling. You're playing some real shit ass players and they're just hoping for a touchdown. But you know what? That's actually fun too. And I know a lot of people want to go to best ball in dynasty. And the only reason they want to go to best ball and I get it is because they're in 20, 25, 30 leagues and they don't want to fucking set lineups. And I totally get it. It's a pain in the ass. But you know what? Setting lineups is part of the strategy to me, mm-hmm. and I hate yep. losing that strategy. What are your thoughts there? Absolutely, I have I have two really decent thoughts, and I hope I don't forget the second one. Uh, the first one is yes, and also like having that deeper starting lineup rewards not just skill on the scouting, but skill on matchup plays. Uh, you know, from your bench because a lot of those bench players. You're like, yeah, the odds this guy, you know, you don't, these guys are probably pretty similar and the odds that one is going to break out. It's, it's, uh, it's really reading into the matchups and figuring out which one's going to hit or which one's most likely to hit. Um, also playing some ceiling and floors, but the yes. other side, the, the best ball dynasty part, it got really decently big. Um, about a year ago, I saw, I saw the, uh, 
I saw the uh, the amount of them grow really big over COVID and then slowly die down a little bit this year. And I noticed something very almost a little scary about them is that because they're best ball and it's mostly draft and off season work and you're not doing anything in season. Right. When teams are orphaned, they're tougher to get rid of. Mm. They're tougher to find new orphans because someone who takes it over is like, I have minimal chance to turn this around. Right. Um, because there's there's less time and opportunity to work with that. Now, yes. that's for a best ball one that doesn't have in-season transactions. In-season transactions, I think, might be a little different. Right. No, I, t- I mean, even with, yeah, you're right. Um, I just, I love the, uh, the, the thought process of like, what am I going to do? You know, wh- yes. whereas if you, you know, I, I don't know that that just seems fun to me. You know, one of the things I, I hate is waiver wire Tuesday night. I don't like doing that, but I don't mm-hmm. mind setting lineups. I just have to do too many. So the, the one advice I give to people all the time is just be in the right number of leagues for you. Um, the hard part for me was I was actually having a hard time finding leagues before I was like a quote unquote analyst. And then once I got into this, you know, sort of industry, if you will, right? As soon as I got into it, everybody was like, dude, be in my league, be in my league. I was like, oh, shit, I need to turn stuff down. Of course, you do too. But like, so, you know, depending upon whether you're, it's hard to find leagues for you or if you're in too many leagues, you know, still being in the right number is really Mm -hmm. fun. Like, I don't know about, you know, it's been a long time since you've been in one league, Scott. But I remember when I was in one (laughs) dynasty league and I lived, it's whatever, it was like, you know, 30, 30 man roster. I mm-hmm. could name all the players by memory. I knew exactly every single player. On, I knew it. You know, yep. it was in my head. It was so cool. It was like literally being the GM of a team. Like, you, you know, other than Jeff Saturday, every coach knows all the <laughs> players' names. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I remember those days, even of the days in the early 2000s when I only had a few leagues the amount of time and energy I focused on those leagues was yes. insane. Yes. Like, so I, awesome. Yes. Yeah. I think I was a one league guy until probably the late nineties. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah and that was like 98, 99, probably. You I was, were the I was fucking one GM. Like you were, that was like, yeah. you know, it, it was your situation. It's so cool, you know? So yeah, it's a lot of fun to be in charge of one team. So you lose a little bit of that sort of, I don't know, whatever that is. If it's a good feeling, you lose some of that when you're in too many leagues. But I think there's a probably a sweet spot for each person listening, each person who yep. plays Dynasty. And you just got to find it and then just stick to it, you know, because it's yep. really hard sometimes because startups are fun. Yes. Startups are fun. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That That is a, it is an interesting problem in the industry. A lot of people <laughs> yes. love the The nice part is our industry is growing so big so fast that – there's enough people to keep those all those new dynasty leagues going when, yes. when people find people want to drop them and find new ones. Yeah, dude, I I was like, I'm gonna drop a couple leagues, and I just can't. Like, yeah. I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm put so same. much into this thing, you know. Like, I was, I never. I was, here's the thing, I don't ever want to orphan a shitty team because I feel yeah, like that's right. You know, that's kind of like that's bush league. Yep. So like, I don't want ever want to. And then if you're a good team, you're like, well, I don't want to fucking get rid of this one either. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling I was telling Ryan, and I don't know if this was off air or on the air on one of our shows this off season. I have never orphaned a team in a league that I started in, in in Dynasty. I have yeah. I have taken on an orphan and left, but I if I started in the league, I I saw it through till the league ended, every single time. <laughs> and nice. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it's, yeah. 
<laughs> I've never been in a dynasty league that's folded. Well, that's not true. Oh, I, I there was a there's a COVID league. That, yeah, no, there was a couple. And for me, it was all COVID stuff. Like because there was so you're right. When COVID was there, everybody's like, "You want to do a startup today? How about tomorrow? Another one tomorrow? You want to do another startup tomorrow? You know, that was like that thing. But um, yeah. so I like. I, Going back to the starting rosters, you know, obviously it's super flex, right? I mean, that has got to be the yep. way. Are do you prefer super flex or two quarterback? Uh, I I prefer super flex just Me because too. I prefer flexibility. I prefer flexibility in rosters, so I prefer flex, uh, super flex. I I I don't know if there's a giant amount of difference, but when you're saying at 14 teams for most Especially. of mine. Um, yeah. <laughs> then yes. every once in a while you are not starting a quarterback in that spot because you have bye weeks or injuries or just you 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 didn't have the right roster construction yes. for that week. Totally. So yeah, and, um, and, and I I like the be to be able to like you know I'm in a ten team uh, double super flex league mm-hmm. and uh, nice. one of the guys has such a good team he's not starting a quarterback in one of his super flex even though it's six point passing touchdown and there's definitely like you get a lot of bonus for playing. Uh, you know, quarterback in one of those flexes, but his team is so dope he, and he's gone away from it. And I like that. Like, I like that he can have that option. So I'm with you, uh, you know, tw- 12 to 14 team super flex. I'm a start two running back, start three wide receivers, mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe tone that down and add flexes. But I do kind of like to force a couple of running backs into the starting lineup. I don't know yep. how you feel about that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, uh, all my leagues do. Um, I, I, I do actually, I do actually have one that's like one of those, everything's a flex pretty much leagues. Yes. but, um, what I, are your thoughts I do. About that? Yeah. I'll, I can easily tell you, I adjust to whatever I have for, for those kind of settings, but I can tell you anytime you sh- shrink requirements, it eliminates a little skill, not strategy. Like there's just different strategies, but it eliminates a little skill level. Like, for example, if you take away the tight end position and it's just a flex, yep. you don't have to strategize for tight end. All of Bingo. a sudden, it's ju- it's just another flex guy you can pick up instead of a wide receiver. You've, you've totally eliminated you. a little bit of skill. You didn't eliminate strategy. It's a different strategy, but you eliminate a little bit of skill. Yeah. Um, but again, play what you enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, no shame in I, that. I, um, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think two running back, three wide receiver, one quarterback, one tight end, one super flex, and then adjusting your flex position to how deep you want it to be is kind of yeah. the way I set up my leagues. Uh, if, if if you agree with that, yep that that's pretty that's pretty similar to how I I do mine as well. So it it makes sense that we landed on similar scoring settings around the same time for SFP and some of your leagues yes. that you were doing. Seems like we're on a similar wavelength. Uh, there. Oh man, uh, how do you feel about two tight ends briefly before I start talking? <laughs> yeah, well, two tight end. I I, I did uh, in that double super flex league that I did. I did two tight end there too. I'm not sure. Well, that's that's a ten teamer. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, no. Once you get out to twelve, that's exactly why I did it there because I feel yeah. like that. Then there's I'm at least a little bit teamer. of yeah. bingo. And with twelve to fourteen, I don't want to have to start two tight ends, especially with right. the wasteland, because then you're basically you could be wasting a roster spot where if someone has the advantage, they're never going to give that advantage up. Right. And right. It, I think and it, it overly them. values the tight end. I think if you're going to do that, I'm a, I'm a super, uh, tight end, tight end premium guy. I don't want to overly tight end premium it. I'm of the opinion okay. that if you're half PPR 
tight ends get a PPR and that's good enough. Yeah. Like, double, double is good. The 1.5 versus one. I, I don't know that it does enough. Um, there's data that shows it doesn't quite do that, do enough, but, um, the, the double like SFB does. And like you just mentioned, seems to do an adequate job. You see how important tight ends in, are in SFB. So, you know, it does yes. its job. Um, yes. the two tight end thing, I, I, I did, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about this before, before knowing, uh, where you felt, cause I would have just skipped over it, but I did. And I've mentioned this on shows before, but I did a study on, I looked at over 30 leagues that use two tight end as a setting require okay. two tight end 12 team leagues, 12 and 14 team leagues, actually, I believe, but not once did it. And this is in the era. This was several years ago. This was the era when there was always a big three tight ends, you sure. know, like it was, it was like, yeah. Like for many years, there was a big three, they, the those Gronk, three Kelsey, changed, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, not once did a team without a top three tight end win any of those leagues. I looked at over mm. 30 leagues in every season of those leagues. Not once did a team without a top three, three tight end win more than 10 games. Right. It Like it, it, it is the literally the single most detrimental setting I've ever seen to a league. I where love it. I agree. If you had back then, at least when you had a top yeah. three tight end, you had a good shot at that. You had a good, if you didn't, you lost, you already yep. lost. If you, if you're week <laughs> right. six and you're like, I don't have a top 10 tight end or top three tight end, call it, just call it. Like it yep. was, it was the biggest disparity I've ever seen a setting create in a league. Um, really any of my years researching these things. Now, it's a little different now that the top isn't as clear cut and they're not as consistent. It's kind of a wasteland throughout. So if I did that today, I'm not sure what I'd find, but back then it was, it was terrible. <laughs> well, the, the hard part for me is like, I just want to start one because oftentimes oh, I want to start one for sure. Yeah. For many not, fantasy not games, I mean, if, if not none, you know, you want to make a tight end premium and just have a tight end flex. I play in a couple leagues like that. I don't love it. I do like to have to start at least one tight end. That's just yeah. me. But, yep. um, you know, but two, I feel like there's such a wasteland sometimes that it, the, who you know, wants if to you start have, tight end 24. Yeah. Nobody does. <laughs> nobody does. Yes. Yeah. And actually you're not starting tight end 24. Cause if your team is, doesn't have good tight ends, you're probably starting with tight end 30 or 35. You're like, Oh, God, oh my gross. God. Cause they're all rostered they're everywhere. Rostered. You know, cause if they're that, if it's that important, everybody's rostering all these tight ends. So yeah. You literally could have major, major problems and no one will trade with you because they're like, fuck you. I ain't giving you a tight end, you know, so <laughs> or, or they will imbalance. completely take you. Yes. <laughs> they will they, they will require a haul. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'm with you 100 percent. And then in terms of flex spots, I, I like to put enough where it you can kind of like you said, get your get your guys in and right. it rewards some depth. Um, sometimes yep. I've, I've, I've created and played in a, uh, some leagues that feel maybe a little too deep on the starting rosters where like even the best teams are playing some shit bags in their last flex spot, but it's okay because, <laughs> you know, for the most part, the, you know, it does, it, like I said, it does, uh, reward depth and skill in the, in the rookie drafts and, and the ability. But w- what that does do on the negative side is it decreases the value of top tier players. So when you go to trade a CMC or a Tyreek Hill, you get less for them because guys like, dude, I need X player, you know, 12 on my team because like, you know, if I, if I just upgrade at the wide receiver one, I'm not going to win because I still need right. this depth. So yeah. depth becomes a little bit more valuable than superstars. So you really, that's one of the reasons I've found that you want to make sure there's some balance to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely, definitely see that. I mean, we're pretty much on a similar wavelength for my, our starting rosters. Like when, when I was, 
when I took over safe leagues, the immediate thing I put in were 20 man, 28 man rosters. And it was like, you know, super quarterback, you know, two running back, three wide receiver, super flex and four flex. Like, I think it was either, I think it was four flex, including the super flex, but still like three, right. Yep. Pretty much that exact, you know, 10 man, 11 man roster, 28 spots. Like that's, it just seemed uh, seemed seemed the the smoothest, the easiest to deal with. You well. know, in a lot of leagues, I feel like the IR is like a a dirty word. I mean, there's a lot of ways to manipulate the IR and to like because you can pick up a guy who's on the IR, stash him on the IR, then pick up another yeah. guy. Um, you know, do, do you have the IR just with a guy who's designated for IR or out or suspension right. or doubtful now is basically you're, you're fucking out for sure. So when is a guy, <laughs> on, you know, and then, you know, every week the guy was out last week, he's going to be out this week, but at the beginning of the week, he's no longer on IR. So you can't manipulate your lineups. And I, I'm not a big fan of the IR. I'd uh-huh. almost rather have, and I'm, I, I have done this in a couple of leagues, just increase the depth by another yep. two or three roster spots and eliminate IR altogether. What are your thoughts in general about IR and how you tr- would like to implement it or how you do implement it? So it, it really depends. Like safe leagues, I, I, you kind of brought that up, but like safe leagues, I made the 28 man roster. I made it with no IR. Um, right. the, they, they also have 20 that when I took it over, they had like 16 and 24 man rosters with five person IRs. Yeah. All the ones I made after it, I'm like, bump it up to 28 and 30, no IR. Just right. deal with it that way. Um, yes. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of agree on that front. I will say, and this isn't Dynasty, but like my home league and, uh, a co- and I suppose the Pigs Dynasty Leagues did too. Um, I did have IRs, but also the rosters were a little more shallow. So I think the deeper you th- – I think that the suggestion of getting rid of it and going deeper is is pretty valid. Um, yeah, for dynasty. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not like I'm not against it. I, you just have to Me have too. clear set rules on what it, that, what goes on the IR, and be strict with it. <laughs> like, yes, make sure make sure it's what whatever the host says, and make sure everybody knows the rules, and you, and you're fine. But I totally get that because I've literally done that with leagues. I'm sure you've lived through IR, you know, you know, arguments in leagues before, oh, sure. where you know, sure. so. If it, it, you know, of course, the famous one from from the MLB. But point of the matter is, is like it is, you know, whatever the rules are, you should be taking advantage of them, and that's kind of the point. Is that unless you have these really sophisticated rules around it, sometimes there can be just you know some ambiguity, and therefore guys yep. will take advantage of it. Now you get arguments, and it's like we're all arguing about some jackass who's not even going to play too on top of it so it's like right it's like fuck man i think so i'm too I, old for those things now i'm like <laughs> i i nowadays i'm like is the house side allowing it it's not okay he's not allowed right <laughs> like that's right it's, it's that simple for me now i'm like Bingo. jamar chase is not on ir our ir is only for ir players i'm sorry dude that's just that's what Th- that's it is the rule. yeah so Good. i don't that's even right. argue it anymore i just tell him if it works on the site you're good if it doesn't you're not good Bingo. Yes. Yeah. When I first started, you know, a few leagues, when I had only a couple, I would have these more sophisticated rules around it. And then when you have more leagues, you're like, no, 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 I'm not managing all the sophistication anymore. So I'm out. Yes. Um, Taxi is a different uh, subject because taxi can be used, as you've pointed out, in a lot of creative ways. That actually is a lot of fun. Um, You know, I've done a league. Tell me what you think of this. I have a, a 10 man taxi, right? Okay. And the only player that you can put on the taxi, this is really fun. The only player that you can put on a taxi is a drafted player. Okay. 
And once the drafted it for two years, so you can actually have him for two years. Mm-hmm. The only the only player you can put on the taxi is drafted player. And once he comes up onto the roster, he's done. Yes. He can never go back down. That's yep. basically what we have. But ten man is pretty deep. So yeah. what it did is is it increases the value of a fifth round pick because mm-hmm. if I there. draft Grant Calcaterra, I can put him on the on the taxi but if i if i see calcaterra on the waivers i have to put him on my you know my main roster which i may not want to do because i have to drop so you know what i'm saying so right. and of course five rounds times two years is 10 so right. the you know so there's some teams that don't have but maybe three or four or five players mm-hmm. on taxi other teams were able to manage it like me all the time i have 10 <laughs> almost always right because i'll trade for a fifth rounder just yeah. to you know, make sure I always cool. have my, my taxi full assets, a lot, a right? lot of extra bullets in the bingo. You know. So yeah, that's a, that's absolutely. a fun way to manage it. I've seen all sorts of different ways. Yep. Uh, aside from now adopting what I just shared with you, I'm only teasing. Uh, what's your favorite way to utilize taxi? Well, I already mentioned the taxi for bi-week players, but generally I've just played taxi for Debbie and rookies. Um, yes. And then, and then they get pulled off. And I, I have actually, actually in those leagues, I went with unlimited. Almost yes. always, I just went with unlimited. So, if people want to load up on those assets, that's fine. Um, I have never played with personally, um, but this one gets thrown into Commission Impossible time to time. Uh, taxi poaching, I always would find that yeah. interesting where someone could poach someone off your taxi, but it's going to cost them if they do. The mere attempt costs them because it should. You, <laughs> right. You know, like if you're going to try to poach someone, that means that the team has to activate them to their big club to avoid it. Um, so it should cost something, but I've always found that to be really interesting and something yeah. I've never tried. Yeah. That would be kind of fun actually, you know, where, you know, if someone puts a claim on your taxi squad guy, you either need to, you know, Activate bring them up or, or they get them for some, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, the common thing I've seen is like, say you add Dulcich on your taxi. I, I'm like, I want to claim Dulcich off your taxi. If you activate him, I, I have to give you a fourth. If you don't activate him. I have to give you like a second and a fourth and I get Dulcich or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty um, cool. That'd be, that'd be pretty wild. I like it. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah. You got to make the mere attempt cost <laughs> something though. Otherwise people will just do that and force activations. <laughs> Correct. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. That makes a good point. Yeah. That that's, that's wise. Um, yeah. A lot of fun stuff. I think taxi is one, unlike IR that can actually be used in sort of a fun way. A you fun know? way. Yes. Yes. So I say, just like you've pointed out, unlimited, all these different ways, poaching, the, the drafted only, have a good creative, you know, fun rule that, that, that inspires strategy. You know, like even like I just mentioned, increasing the value of a fifth round pick based on the fact that there's a limited number, but only drafted yep. players can go to things like that. You know, so have fun with your taxi if you so choose. Um, but definitely I That's, think lock them. Don't you think? I mean, I've, I'm, I'm in like two leagues where it's like, you can move them up and down. It's just like, it feels like, why not just make the roster that much bigger? It doesn't really. Yeah. It's, yeah. I can see that. And that's a lot of people's big gripe with taxis. They're like, just make the roster bigger. But like you said, there are ways to make it fun and strategic. Yes. Um, to, and those are the reasons to have taxis. If you yes. have a fun and strategic way, I'm again, like a lot of settings, like if I'm in a league that allows up and down, I'm fine with it. I just roll with it. Um, it, it's it's you're probably right if it locks and and if someone goes up they can't go down i get that too even the nfl allows three activations right like right. they can go yeah, up yeah, and yeah. down the third time they go up but 
imagine managing that in a dynasty. Yeah, bullshit. You, Get out of here. Yeah. That have to be like <laughs> you have to be in like three leagues to be like, able again, to though, again though, these are opportunities stuff. for, you know, one of the whether it's sleeper, NFL, whoever, to actually start to listen to this podcast that we're having mm-hmm. or the or the Commission Impossible podcast that you do you know, not every week, but you know, when you do it, it's awesome. I listen <laughs> In the off to it. Season. Yep. <laughs> you, look, I listen to that pod commission impossible with him and Ryan is great. If you commission any leagues, you need to listen to that podcast. Cause it's like, Oh, it's like stuff like this all the time, except even smarter. Cause other people are on a side for me, but um, it, it's great. So that being said, it's like, you know, I say, let's talk about the scoring. Cause this is the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of stuff, and, and again, I'm with you that scoring can be whatever you want it to be. But one of the things that when you know my brother and I were, you know, he would always help me run the leagues, you know, growing up, and I would say, well, do you know, PPR was becoming a thing. I'm like, we should do this PPR thing, you know? Of course, right? You know, it was like before it was like just touchdown only leagues and shit. But um, but PPR, I think, unfairly rewards players <laughs> for doing things that aren't actually that valuable in real football. You know, I've always said, you know, it's third and 13 and some guy catches a swing pass for eight yards and they punt. It's like he just got like, you know, 1.8 points. He got a big that was huge. 1.8 for that shit. And then therefore and then there another play. It's like third and one and Zeke gets tough two yards for a first down and he gets point two. It's like, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> that doesn't sound yep. That yeah. just doesn't sound right that this shitbag who just caught some flare pass for eight yards on third and 13 got the same, like way more points than converting a huge third and one late in the game, you know? So it's not like you can, I mean, you could have third uh, third and one conversions maybe. Again, sleeper, if you're listening, things like that, you could actually have those things in there. But ultimately, I want the the, the first down conversion to mean something. That's why half, yep. half point yep. PPR, half point first down. Yep. Now all of a sudden, Take away a half point from that shitbag who caught the flare. <laughs> add a half point to the player who just converted. Now they're much closer, 1.3 and 0.7 or whatever I, the math was that I just did. Now at least they start to make more sense. I love mm. that scoring. Half PPR, yes, half point per first down. What do you think? That's the scoring in basically every one of my leagues. Is, yes. Is the half the and best. half. I've, I, it's one of the – like I have changed – so much about SFB through the years. I mean, it's been super flex since day one, 2010, right? But it's that half PPR, half first down scoring has been in there for what, four or five years. And I won't so let good. it go. Um, I, I, we did do one year where we took away the PPR completely and just did points per first down because that I felt the way you were just talking. Um, and it was arguably the most hated scoring system we've ever had in SFB. <laughs> people did, people were not happy taking away their PPR, and this was yes. probably this is probably right at the peak of um, you know PPR like had its like coming up the hill, and it was at the top of the hill. Now you get guys like me and you, and you know Andy Barons, and a lot of people who are you know a little bit more anti PPR, and we still like PPR to a degree or half yes. PPR like I do. Um, but it was probably right at the top of that hill of, of PPR's peak intensity when we did that, uh, scoring, yeah, but I, 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 I agree with you on the half. If I'm half playing extent. one or the other, I want PPR over standard. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. If I have to choose binary PPR or standard, yeah. give me PPR all day long. It's sure. way, cause I want more scoring. I want more things rewarded, yep. but to reward this one single thing, this catch, I want to cat, I want to reward conversion catches. I'd love yep. to actually have half point per first down 
half point another add another friggin' half point for a third or fourth down uh conversion too i don't know i mean what i don't know like i'm i'm totally for rewarding the things that matter in fan in real football right. into fantasy football where it's like dude you see that play whatever it was and it was like a huge play in the nfl game and the guy got point one for it it's like well that's stupid you know it should it should have some relevance to fantasy football so when the guy does something great it's like yeah that was awesome so yeah. it's kind of hard to do because we have to use math you can't just be like felt like that was a big play add some points that, to it right that's so it has the thing. to yeah i did a show with matthew berry once and we talked about this exact thing that for even first down scoring as much as some guys in the industry love it it almost it's almost guaranteed not to ever get big because it's not in the game center it's not on the screen when you're watching sure. And that's a big bugaboo, whereas targets usually are and receptions usually are. And someone, your casual watcher of a game or your casual guy looking at the box scores can figure it out. Oh, six receptions, 50 yards. I got 11 points. It's super easy. So stuff like conversions, first downs, et cetera, like it is when you want to hit the casual masses of fantasy players, it's going to be a tough sell, but it's what I prefer. Yeah, no doubt. I think you're right. Um, but I think if you if you normalize it, it becomes normal, you know? Can we push um, it up? We got Matthews doing Sunday Night Football now. Can we push it up to make this happen? Let's go. I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't – honestly, why wouldn't conversions – like, first of all, I know that, like, if you're watching real football, like, you know, one of the things that's on there, like, you know, one of the stats, if you look at a matchup stat of any, like, thing, it's like third down and fourth down conversions. It's always there. It's like three out of 11. They're five yeah. out of 12, 0 for 1, 2 for 2, whatever, right? That shows you – conversely how they're converting on third and fourth down and it's a mm-hmm. gigantic part of the game like you literally look at third down conversions if you just looked at third down conversions both total and percentage if a team won both total and percentage third down conversions i bet they win the game you know what i mean like you just look at it you're like oh, i bet that team won the game they, they converted seven first downs to this to this other team only converting two yep. You know, so it is part of the game. All they'd have to do is make it part of the player's stat line, um, which I think would actually also illustrate a good player. You know, um, mm-hmm. I looked at it the other uh, one year because I think MFL, you can actually uh, sort. Maybe it was MFL. I don't remember where I saw the stat, but it was sorted through first downs. And it was like when it was like DeAndre Hopkins and all these, but you're like Zeke yeah. Elliott, Todd Gurley. Yeah. You're like, dude, yes, the good players are fucking converting first downs, obviously, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. It, uh, yeah, make it normal. Yep. Make <laughs> it be normal. nice. Um, six point or four point passing touchdown or five point or whatever. What do you do with passing touchdown? What do you think that? Because I've got an opinion here, but I'll, I'd like to hear yours first. Yeah, this is one I'm. I've always been super indifferent on, but I also am really annoyed that a lot of the industry is like, is that six point or four point? Like trying to decide how a game's going to go. I'm like or how like when ranking players and I'm like, if this guy scores 20 more touchdowns, it's 40 points over the course of the year. It's like an extra point or two. What do you, come on, man, stop, stop worrying about that. Um, uh, as far as ranking players in preseason, but for me, I'm just a six, six points for all touchdowns kind of guy. Um, Me too. So. Yes. So there we are. I agree with you hundred percent. I am a six point. SFB has always been six points. Six yeah, point for every touchdown. If there's an in a, inequality to the scoring because of that, then you want to adjust it. Adjust it somewhere the fuck else, not on touchdowns. <laughs> touchdowns count for six damn points. And 
if you want to talk about, we can talk about it. What's the problem? Oh, quarterbacks score too much. Okay, great. Then take shit away. And that's where I come up with, I, I did, the first time I ever did it, I did 0.1 and 0.1 for completion and completion. So it was almost like nothing. It was nothing, but it was something. You know, if a guy went 20 for 20, he got two points. You know, it was like, wow, that's pretty good. You know, so it was not much, but it was something. Now you fucking took it to the next level. One point for completion, minus two for an incompletion. Yeah. I was like, dude, homie's got some. But it, what it did is it made some pretty, and then the pick six, negative six, the whole thing. It made some negative scoring quarterbacks, which made some pretty interesting decisions. I don't think it's the perfect scoring respectfully, but I do think it made me think about what is the perfect scoring, which is what I tailored it. I, I pounded it down to one and and negative half or negative one and a half. Like, right. It's very clear that it was too much, too much. Um, yeah. And there's, there's some other things I want to work on with a lot of that. Like SFB scoring is going to change again next year. I have a couple ideas that I want to see if uh, <laughs> sleeper might implement, but <laughs> I know, I know you did. Um, what, here, here's my pushback on that. And I have never spoken to you about this. The Here's where I, I come out on it. I know that you said, okay, at 66% or above, that's good. Whoa, so I agree with you ahead. on this. Go. This is that is one thing I want to switch because I think that percentage is too high. I agree. Is, yes. Yep. That percentage is too high. Completely. Agree. It's too high. It's yep. too high. And so I don't want a guy who throws sixty percent to actually have negative points. Yep. The way I looked at it was I want a guy who throws for sixty eight percent have more points than the guy who throws for sixty. So I yep. I put them as even. You know, again, it was plus point one minus point one. So yep. just each, you know, a completion or an incompletion was either going to give you a, a positive or a negative, but equal yep. amounts. So that way, by the end of the game, you yep. know, look, if you're below fifty percent, yeah, you got negative from that from that point structure. But you know, let's face, it, that's a real shitty game. But you should actually be getting points from that. But if you think about it, having it equal also mm-hmm. gives you. Um, a volume guy who who throws over the percentage starts to get more points. You see what I'm saying? So, so like make the point whatever you want it to be, but just you know whether it's 0.5 or 0.2 or one or whatever. I think lower is better because I don't, I yep. only want a couple of points coming from that completion percentage yep. stat, right? And then the guy who throws at a higher volume and achieves a, a better percentage over 50 percent over 50 percent also gets more points. So I, what, what do you think of that? Well, first off, that goes against the garbage time thing. <laughs> like a high volume garbage time and a game guy is going to start yep. to get more points on that. But if it's if it's inconsequential how many points you're gaining off that, like, who really cares? That, that's um, kind of the point. Yeah, over, I, I, over time. I do think that there's got to be a better way to do it. Right now, with the way it's set up, it does separate the tiers of quarterback pretty well. Um, I feel like it goes too negative. I feel like it's too harsh on the the percentage side. Um, but I will say that the lower you the lower you bring any valuation, the closer everybody comes to the median. Yes. Um, so the the quarterbacks will start to drift closer and closer, like the bottom guys to the top guys. They'll drift closer to each other as you do that. Yep. Yep. Um, that, that might be the only negative there, but like, it's, it's definitely an area where I feel like that scoring needs work, but yep. ne- next year might be the first big change in like three years. Like I've had little tweaks next yeah, year. Like, might have a big, tw- might have I've, a big change. When I first played with it, I was like, 
I just sort of did some back of the napkin math and I was like, you know what? I don't want to fuck with this too much, uh, but I do want to have some completion percentage in there. So right. I, that's why I did 0.1 yeah. and 0.1. It was like the, 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 the least amount I could you know put in there. Yeah. And I felt like, I don't know, it just, it just, it, it just adds a little bit of, you know, flair to, to the, to the quarterback yeah. scoring. I do yeah. like increased uh, turnover stuff. That may be yeah. a good way to offset some of that too. Um, you know, that's one six. huge mistake I have in SFB that I keep forgetting to fix is that the, an interception is minus four, which I like, yeah. but it's also an incompletion. So an interception right. is really minus five in SFB. Wow. If you, Cause those two are added together. And so then, uh, pick that, six. Needs fixing. that needs fixing. Uh, I took away the pick six thing this last year. Yeah. Um, it used to pick, be pick six was an extra negative two, but I took that away. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting that that, that gotta, stuff around I'll change there. It up. Be- I'll change it up a decent amount this year though. Interesting. Any uh, any any uh, spoilers? Um, I really don't want to because a couple of them just don't exist on platforms right now. But I know they right. are tracked by stats companies, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see if they can get implemented. Got it. No, well, that makes like, sense. Like you know, what? I'll I'll give you one. Like uh, uh, DPI yards, DPI yes. yards, or at least points for a DPI. Yes, like. That's a great call because it, I, dude, it's true too. Especially when your receiver's the guy down there and he's yeah. like wide open, he's running yep. free, and then the ball's coming to him, and the guy just houses him. You're like, dude, that was going to be like thirty points or whatever. I mean, yeah. thirty yards is going to be like a five point play. What the hell, yeah. yeah that's and I, I don't even think it would be one for one on the yards for something like that. No, um, no. I don't. I don't think you can. I don't think you should be doing that because no. the ball was not caught, and some and a lot of these are not are not the best calls. Yes, <laughs> but uh, probably that, just one point per yeah, DPI. Yeah, you know, those those like are that. things that are not on the uh, not on the stat sheet for hosts. But I know that right. stat providers do track them, so I know that hosts can get them. And if right. we can get that in. It make it fun. You see a ball going up to, you know, you got Al Nazar playing or something. It's it's a deep pass to him. You're like, yes, but DPI and doesn't count. And you're like, oh, at least I got a point. You know, you got something right. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. You get a conversion or whatever. It's a first down. Whatever the case. Yeah, it's a tough yeah. one, but I like it. I, I think it's actually pretty cool. So um, all those things can definitely improve the game of fantasy football, and I like that one a lot. Uh, how to implement it will be the will be for you to figure out. That's what you're here for, Scott. You go do yeah. this shit, this crazy stuff on uh, on SFB. We all play in it. You get more feedback than you would ever ask for from people just telling it's you fun. how stupid you are. It's fun. It's I'm fun. sure, which has got to be hilarious to hear people like, "Bro, why do you gotta?" You know, and you're like, "Dude, it's a three thousand man tournament. Can you right. back off, please?" Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's it's fun. And when I want to do something like that, it's it's fun that MFL and Sleeper have like Sleeper added five features for me this last year. Nice. Like <laughs> of those 22, five of them were for SFB. I'm like, that's great. That's just incredible how much not only they listen to their users, but they just man, they're just they're just all always willing to innovate. Yes, I, th- I will say, you know, I was a, a an MFL guy coming up from, um, you know, just finding a dynasty platform, I think sleeper is knocking on the door of really opening it all up as soon mm-hmm. as, cause they were, arca- I, I used to say, you know, MFL was for adults. Sleeper was arcade version, but they've changed and they've grown. And as you say, they've innovated to the point where they may just take over as the, as the pros version, but also more slick, you know, and they're very, <laughs> yeah. very close to doing so. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So other than the platforms, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen over the years in, 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 uh, in fantasy football, not just in dynasty, but you know, I, like I'll give you an example, Scott. Sure. You know, going back, we used to just like the first 24 picks of every redraft was like all the running backs, you know, you just be yep. like, remember, it would be like 15 yep. of the first 16, you know, picks would just be the, the starting and, running backs. It was just and depending on how far them. back you go quarterbacks. Like yes. when I started 92, it was touchdown only. <laughs> it was quarterbacks. Yes. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. It went from that to like, then it was like, in, especially like in the late nineties, early two thousands. It was the just flock Alexander priest Holmes. All you those days. Them. Yeah. Work Bingo. Yeah. It was just running back, running back, running back Adrian yep. Peterson. It was just, you had to have them. So you just take those two and then figure the rest out from there. And of course that's changed now because yep. split backfields, um, you know, no more bell cow running back injury. I mean, attrition, you know, it's just so much, you know? And so now it's like, well, especially with PPR scoring, uh, tight end premium. Now you're you're taking Travis Kelsey in the first round, and it's not a stupid pick at all. I mean, literally league winner in first round. So all those types of things change. What are some of the yep. other things that you've seen change that like, I don't know, like some of those biggest changes that you've seen? Uh, oh, man, there's, there's so many. Uh, the growth of the format has been ridiculous. Yes. Like it went from this niche thing uh, that nobody played to just giant. And now like I, I can't even tell you like – Devi being a thing that's actually on websites right. is a beautiful thing to me. Like I, I, I mentioned this pre-show. I remember the days of like, the, the reason I got into the industry is because Devi wasn't out there and I wanted, well, it, I called them college farm system leagues at the time, but right. like I, I was looking for someplace that had anything about it. Anybody to play, it wasn't a thing. I was doing the first, you know, podcast articles, rankings for Devi. And now like, Nobody like it was this thing I had to force onto shows. I'm like, and next year, look out for this guy, you know. And now it's like legitimately a thing out there. I think like just the growth of the industry, the the new leagues that exist, like like Devi leagues, and just all the creative, the creative ways we play now instead of just a standard, you know, pretty default set of rules is pretty impressive. Um, in dynasty alone, I think Ryan McDowell's productive struggle, that strategy that came around, you know, what about 10, 15 years ago that uh, like the, the best team I've ever had had that, but like, it feels like at least three to four people in your league, maybe five people in your dynasty league are trying that now Right when they, when they start up, which makes it great for the win now, folks. Yes. It's just, yes. <laughs> that's just, it's just a few less people to worry about right at the start of the league. <laughs> um, but like, there's, there's just, there's just so much, uh, uh, I think the biggest one though, I like all those things are, are amazing, but I think the biggest one now is the ease of information for yes. everybody. Like I yes. think that the playing field is leveled to a degree that like even, even the mid 2000, like 2007, it was like not even in the ballpark of this. Like you had to really search out dynasty information, really search it out. Yes. And now you almost can't avoid it. It's funny you say that because that was how I got into the space too, is I was like, Hey, where do I find dynasty information? Nobody's got any, there was a couple paywall things and this and that. I'm like, so then I like was like participating in the dynasty conversation. I'm like, oh, I'm I am the dynasty conversation. Like, what the fuck? There's the you know. So yeah, it just sort of became part of it because I was looking for it too. Funny that you mentioned that because Scott Connor last week said that 
having the information is no longer an edge. He's, yeah. you know, because having the information used to be an edge in these leagues, whereas now it's not. So that, that is true. That is a definite change, you know, and I think, you know, we sometimes get a little bit, um, you know, uh, in our cocoon where everybody is kind of smart because you're in the industry. And of course these guys are paid to know, so they have to know. And, but like in your home league, some guys are like, they don't know Khalil Herbert. You know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, whereas for us, it's like, fuck yeah, Khalil Herbert, you know? So I think sometimes we overestimate the sort of the, the general public leagues yep. that are out there, but still true. The information is yeah. there for even Devontae those Williams news. was started in 11% of sleeper leagues last year or last week. So say what? Javante Williams was started in 11% oh, of sleeper leagues last week. So oh, like, no. yes, there is a general casual user, <laughs> casual leagues out there. Yeah, there you go. I, it, wow. That's, uh, that's unfortunate. I, wonder how many <laughs> I saw of- that and I just shook my head. I'm like, that, I, I was looking at that, trying to figure out if there's a way to like, when you hear these things on shows about waivers, like this guy's yes. roster in this percentage of leagues, I'm like, how many of these are actually like, like a lot of these leagues are pretty dang casual. Like, I feel like you got to bump that up. <laughs> yes, I agree. And what about these leagues? Like Scott, I start a league and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to start a league. How do I do it? I get on the thing. I start the league. And then I'm like, fuck, I don't have anybody to play or what, or like whatever. Like, it's just, yeah. I abandon the league. Cause it's like, it, we're going to start a different one. This is the one we're going to use for real type of thing. I don't know. Like oh, there's probably some yeah, of that I shit too. I bet that's a thing. Yeah. That's probably right. Like I, I, I would never, I guess do that. But like you right. could imagine, you know, Guys like, oh, sleeper, how do I do this? And somehow it's like, no, I don't want to play. You know what I mean? It's just a fucking abandoned league. Yeah, or people setting up just leagues instead of mock drafts and doing the – and Bingo. It sits there. Yeah, like a proxy league that they were just trying to see how it works. You know, yeah, shit like that. That, that, That's not 11%. So that's kind of troubling that there's some other number because that's what – I will say I don't remember if that was week seven or week eight. I looked it up. I think I looked up before the weekend, so it would have been the week before. But still. yeah, that's a yikes. But yeah, great point. Um, it does kind of beg the question now: the new innovations, and you know, I know Felix Sharp and their team over at Campus to Canton. Those are great leagues where you get a college yep. team and an NFL team. Um, you know, best ball DFS. I mean, there's so many things. It's like now mm-hmm. I wonder how these things will then like kind of um, coalesce, right? I think there's that's probably the next step is that we're going to see, I think we're going to see like, cause that's, that's the thing I've been like sort of uh, petitioning sleeper to like do campus to Canton leagues, you know, yeah. cause I, I said it on the show with Felix. I'm like, if you build it, they will come. Like if you have a campus to Canton function on sleeper, you know what people will do? They'll play it. Right. They'll play it. Yeah, I, I think that goes for a lot of things. I, I, I don't know what the market would be and I don't know how much it doesn't feel like it's a, it's a really big work to do though either because right i think i think they have everything built they just would need to draw in college player player statistics that's it <laughs> that's and like it. you think about it all those all those leagues are on fan tracks and I've, I've i've played on this what a shit show that is like i mean you know i would imagine all the leagues that are on there would just be like yeah let's go to sleeper it's fine let's do it right if it was sleeper version of college football dude it'd be over i mean mm. so it's like these are the innovations that I, I tend to see coming and, you know, the, yeah. you know, sleepers done a great job because, you know, before that, as you point out, MFL was the only place you could play dynasty. I know there was a couple other ones. Uh, I can't mm-hmm. remember, but you know, it was only a couple and they weren't all that good. And, and now sleepers like super simple, super, yeah. super simple. And all they have to do is up the um, sophistication a little bit in terms of settings and 
options and things like that. And they're, they're off and running. I mean, it's unbelievable. Nice. Yep. Yep. They're on that trajectory. And I, and I'll, I think they'll get there for a lot of things just because of how hard they're working to like, I wouldn't be shot. They introduced 22 new things in 22. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 23 new, you know, things in 23, you know, and yes. who knows what those are. Well, that, uh, th- this was a great conversation. I, I will spend a couple minutes talking about football. Otherwise, my my listeners will like, you know, s- send us hate mail. We don't want that. But um, <laughs> I, you're, you're amazing. I could literally talk to you about setting up leagues and doing stuff like this. I, I, I so value you in this industry in terms of what you do. I love Commission Impossible. It's helped me uh, uh, in a number of spots. I've been a commissioner for a long, long period of time now. And, you know, to hear some of the things that you guys go through and some of the ideas and Scott Fish was a, I mean, excuse me, Scott Fish Bowl was one of those things where it was like some of the scoring you did, it was like, oh yeah, I want to do this, you know, so it was really uh, influential and it really is helpful. So thanks for taking that time. Yeah. I got to ask you though. Can I tell you something about Commission Impossible and what they're listening to right now? The beautiful thing about all these settings and stuff we're talking about is you don't have to agree with us. You can be sitting there going like, I don't agree on that. Great. Hopefully we said something in the last 30, 40 minutes that piques an interesting creative idea for you to do. That's not what we said, but it just piqued your interest to do something else. You don't have to agree with us. You just, just a spark of creativity from something we said or an idea that we'd said that you want to bring to your league. I think that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, these guys are idiots. I do the entire opposite of that. Well, great. There you go. You're welcome. Yeah, Have fun. Enjoy it. (laughs) That's, 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 you heard what we said and you're like, I like the opposite thing. Go do it. That's great. (laughs) That's exactly what's so fun about it. Like I hate, um, arbitrary bonuses like 10 points for a hundred yards or whatever. Don't even get me started on arbitrary cutoffs in general. Like yes. arbitrary cutoffs for how you do scoring just yes. drives me bananas. But some people absolutely love it. And you know what? Play it. Yep. So, sounds yep. sounds fun you. as hell. Good for you. If you want a 10-yard reception to equal this and 11-yard reception to equal this, great. I don't like it because <laughs> it's a one-yard difference. And yes. It shouldn't be worth X amount different. But, you know, it should be worth something different but not like, you know – Yes. You know know what I mean? I I like linear scoring. I like linear scoring that gives me a lot of reward for the things that when I watch on the football field, I'm like, big play, dude, big play. It's like, oh, it was worth 0.1. Oh, that's fucking stupid. You know? So yeah, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. Yeah. You know what I was trying to explain? How about fourth quarter? How about fourth quarter conversions are worth more than, you know, it's like, oh man, I'm not even going there, but I'm just saying like, you know, you could literally have some of these things like a, a, a missed field goal in a close game or whatever. Like, um, again, this is not, you know, uh, yeah. these are half-baked ideas. I have them all yep. the time. Like, how do I make the scoring even more cool and better? So that way when you're watching, it's yeah. fourth quarter, game-winning field goal, double points. I don't know. There's, there could, yep. you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying. I want to better explain what I meant the second ago. I'm like, one to 10 yards being X, 11 to 20 being X, you know, 21 to yes. 30 being X amount, like those different. I hate that. I like yes. when it's linear, like it's like, yeah, like point a 10 point, point a 10 yard reception yeah. is worth one. An 11 yard is somehow worth like three. You're like, what, yeah, what like the that's, fuck? that is dumb to me. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Arbitrary cutoff. Speaking of dumb. Hey, speaking of dumb, did you see what Jim Mersey did with the Indianapolis Colts? <laughs> yeah, that was a thing that happened too. I will say after listening to Jeff Saturday's presser, I'm like, I kind of like him in it, like kind of a Dan Campbell quality, 
but yes. I don't, I don't have high hopes for a team that has not had, doesn't have anyone that's called a play before. <laughs> no, no, this is not about Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday okay. is oh, awesome. You're talking about the Ursay side about, about some of the crazy stuff. He, he's like, why would crazy. you hire Jeff Saturday? Like yeah. that's fucking ridiculous. They literally asked Jeff Saturday. He's like, yeah, I was totally shocked. <laughs> like yeah. not looking for a head coaching job, but got one anyway. Pretty cool. I- you know, Amy Trask had a good take on this on the Jeff Saturday side, and she had like no info. She's just like, I can see him doing this. She's like, he's a guy who probably wants to help out an organization that he absolutely loves and adore, yes. help them get through the end of the season. They'll be on a fresh slate next season, maybe, or whatever. Like, I get it on the Saturday side. Yes. Ursay just, oof. Yes. Yeah, I, I get the Saturday part. Like, I mean, he's just going to go out there and I, look. They kind of, I guess, want him to lose. I mean, I guess that's why they yeah. pulled Matt Ryan. They pulled Matt Ryan. I think, like this whole thing seems so dysfunctional because, you know, they, <sighs> Phil Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, like they've been trying to do this. And then yeah. it's like, well, it's Reich's fault, even though I, I just love the dysfunction. Jim Ursay is like just completely out there. There was a story that he called Jeff Saturday during the game against the Patriots. Did you hear this? I I did see I did see that quote. Uh, that like he's just upset. Line. He's just like, someone give me Jeff Saturday. Something <laughs> like, like we're crap in the bed here in New England. <laughs> Something oh, calls him Saturday. The fact that you know he he was he was trying to call Jeff Saturday and like it's like J E and he accidentally called Jonas Gray. I heard and what? got him on the phone. I didn't hear no, I'm that. joking. <laughs> Let's go, man. <laughs> that would be crazy. I was like, no, no, wrong dude. I just fucked you a couple years ago in that 263-yard rushing attempt. Anyway, have a nice day. Bye, Jim Mersey. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yep. man. Because it's J-O and J-E. They're yep. back-to-back in his phone. Yeah. The- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, have a- <laughs> I have a lot of these Indianapolis coaches. You know, he-, he looked pretty deflated after the game is all I'm saying. <laughs> deflated joke love it i'm sorry love it. i'm Throw sorry it it's the colts they they look jim ursay <laughs> was the ringleader for the deflate gate thing they were trying to get him they got yep. smoked 45 to 3 they just can't beat the patriots they changed the fucking hand check rules when we dominated peyton manning peyton manning won super bowl peyton manning and no i'm not crediting him for the one in denver he didn't do shit <laughs> they could have had the punter play quarterback that won the super bowl the same so yes, one Super Bowl victory, Peyton Manning, and the Indianapolis Colts can eat it. That'd be interesting if we played that game. Like you got to take one away from Elway, you got to take one <laughs> away from Big Bad. Like there's, there's <laughs> Trent Dilfer doesn't have a Super Bowl. <laughs> Trent Dilfer for sure, man. Like definitely, you or me could have played quarterback for, for that Ray Lewis team and won for sure. <laughs> Oh yes. man! Yes, I like, Jamal I like Lewis idea. ran for like two thousand yards. Ray Lewis literally killed all the other pe- people on, on the opposing team. Ed Reed was out there. Like, yeah, that was that's right. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, so that was my Jeff Saturday thing. I, by the way, I'm cheering for Saturday. You know, yeah. Saturday's oh, for the yeah. boys. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I hope he yeah. wins. That'd be even I, better if they <laughs> if they go on a winning streak because they're trying to lose to get this pick. I just hope they win. Now I love that'd it. That'd be funny. It sounds like yeah. he's not going to go for it on fourths. He's like, I'm going to take the points. I don't, I was yeah. no lineman. <laughs> yes. I heard that. Yes. I work real hard to get them points. Going to get them. Uh, we, we, we were joking on Twitter, Scott, that they should, uh, that he'll probably like kick a field goal 
in the red zone on third just to make sure they get those points. <laughs> it can never be too safe in the red zone. <laughs> I love it. Get in the red zone. It's three straight runs up the middle just to just to make sure. <laughs> Yeah. You protect that ball. Yes, yes. Yeah, once you get a clear shot, that field goal, you take it. <laughs> Third down every time they're in the red zone is a kneel down in the kicker's preferred spot. No matter what. Yes, I love it. <laughs> he likes it from the right hash, so that's where we're going. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's great. Oh, we go from – there we go. Thank you for <laughs> indulging me on the laughing at Indianapolis Colts. Right now, my Indianapolis my Indianapolis numbers are going down. It, normally, it's New York. Like, I dunk on New York, although it's hard to dunk on New York. Both New York teams – all New York teams have a better record than my Patriots. So, you know, just, speaking of just one of the – Just based on this show, do, do Indianapolis people even still listen? <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, they hate listen. They just listen. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, they just drive in the car. Punching the dashboard. That's basically my Indianapolis Colts fans. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> speaking of New York teams, dude, Josh Allen. This is a big Josh deal. Allen. Yes. Oh, my God. I hate this. Yep. I'm a Patriots yep. fan. I hate this. I saw the news just, what, 10 minutes ago out for the season. Insane. Oh, no. I'm messing are with you. Are you serious? I'm, mess- I'm messing oh. with you, dude. I was like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> I just wanted to see your face. No. <laughs> you did get me. I was like, wait, wait, what? Because, because, um, uh, um, Michael P. Duncan is always in the green room part and I never look at it and he gets so pissed off at me that I don't read the comments. So okay. I was like oh, scrambling. I see, to go I see him now. I wasn't reading yeah. the comments either. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to help me out, which I need a lot of help and I don't take it. So, but Josh Allen, this whole thing, man, we need Josh Allen in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we do. Um, the bills are dope. It's a much better. Look, every season is better when all the players are healthy. Yep. When the players are hurt, it sucks. Any of them. Yep. Yep. You know, so I'm I'm kind of I ha- I have Josh a Allen. very uh a very bit I'm an anti-injury. I go I will go on record with it. I'm against yes. injuries. I don't like them. Yep. yep. <laughs> Big stand. <laughs> Big stand. But like uh, you know, I've been this way even for my like hated players like, you know, I'm a Celtics yeah. fan. I never wanted to see Kobe right. get hurt. You know, I was a Red Sox fan. Never wanted to see Jeter get hurt. Like you don't want to see right. You know, no. I never want to see Peyton Manning get hurt, even as a I, Patriot I, fan. Favre and Rodgers are have been two amazing players to watch, and I'm a Vikings fan. The Vikings play the Bills this week, and I still want Josh Allen to play. Yes. If he well, misses, maybe not it's this fine. week. But- <laughs> maybe one week. You know, just rest it up. Get some yes. ice on it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. I want him to yeah. get healthy this week. Yes. But then you get the Keen- right. Keenum Diggs revenge week. So, yeah, but it's true. Like, you just hate to see these guys get hurt. I'm really, yep. I don't, I'm not a doctor. I know that. Uh, it's hard to believe. I, I don't know if you are, but I'm not. <laughs> no, nope, uh, but I'm a no, little bit nervous no about the throwing arm elbow nerve situation for a guy with uh, who plays quarterback. Sounds sounds yep. problematic. It, it does. It, it sounds like from what I've seen, it looks like it's going to be a pain management thing going forward. But it, you know, when you're uncomfortable in your throw in your throwing arm and your throwing motion, that's that's not a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it mostly affects, unfortunately, my guy Gabe Davis, who is, you know, prolific when, you know, targeted down the field. But Case mm-hmm. Keenum probably won't be targeting him down the field, if at all. So that's yeah. definitely a bad a bad deal there. But, um, you know, Diggs, Arrow down. I mean, he'll get some targets, but less likely to score. You know, the whole team, Arrow down if, if Josh is unable yep. to play. Hopefully he the is The reverse able to of play. the rising tide thing. Yes, exactly. The rising tide races all boats is the absolute reverse here. 
Yep. yep, exactly right. Um, well, anything else you want to talk about before I let you go? I know you've given us an amazing no, amount of time. I'm, I I'm love good. It. I I'm here for whatever you want to chat about. I, I I enjoy this stuff. It's it's definitely uh, this this kind of show is definitely much more in my wheelhouse nowadays. Vikings fan. I mean, yep. just dunking all over yep, Aaron Rodgers right now. You're in your glory. No, no. I actually grew up in a split household where like half my family was Vikings fans and half my family is Green Bay fans. So I grew up with like a healthy, like, like, you know me, I am not a push your buttons kind of guy. Like I'm a, you know, <laughs> community Go gatherer. With the flow. Type. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like I, I never had the hatred, but I never, like I never wanted the Packers to beat the Vikings, but I never had the hatred that most Vikings fans have. Well, it's 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 definitely an inferiority complex for sure, as the Vikings have just been, yeah. you know, the the. I mean, it's been pretty brutal as a Vikings we fan. We get we get one year at the end of every decade, pretty much, where we make our run. <laughs> but it's like even when you've had like, I mean, because dude, there's been some pretty dope teams, like the fourteen and two team that lost in the playoffs. That that was yeah, the, the Cole Pepper year as well. Yep, the, it was a fifteen the, and one. Yeah, that was brutal. The, well. The 15 1, we had a 14 2 cup every year, but we had a 15 1 Randall Cunningham, Randy Moss rookie year. Yes. Um, where we lost to the Falcons. We were 15 1 that year, lost to the Bucks and the Falcons, yes. obviously. But. Yeah, the Dirty Birds. Yep. It's we been brutal. Be this year, be you got you got Kirk Cousins dancing in the plane with chains around his neck, no shirt. That's a good <laughs> sign. I will say, I feel like this. Like maybe it's the Vikings fan in me, but I feel like we're a little bit of paper tigers. It feels like we could have lost a lot of these games. I'll give you that. They're not they're not that dominant, but they're in position. And right. I think they're gonna yep. get a shot to play a meaningful playoff game. And if they can win a game, they could find their way in the Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 It's I mean, we're in a Definitely in a good position for, you know, two or three seed. I'm probably we're almost guaranteed a top four seed. Like the, the lead we have on the division with all the yes. tiebreakers at this point, we'd have to really blow it to not win the division. No, no, yeah. Um, you're so- winning the division. I would even say, like, if you look at it like the look, the, the South can't can't catch you either. Like, cause like yeah. it's probably gonna yeah, that's be. That's what I mean. The, two or three seed makes sense. Two or three not, for sure. I mean, and I would say that you, our only almost, loss I mean, is the Eagles. There you go. <laughs> So. Oh, there. That's why Michael P. See Michael P. Duncan in the chat said, "Who'd they lose to this season?" You know, I knew it. What? A, what a, this, <laughs> I, did, I didn't see it. See, see, you are reading the chat. I didn't. I am now. That. I'm trying to because I'm you know because I'm trying to make they, sure they he's destroyed there. us too. It wasn't even close. <clears throat> well, Michael P. Duncan is so excited about his uh, Phillies. They won the World Series. That was exciting to watch. <laughs> and then the 76ers are undefeated. Oh boy! So that's great. Um, and, uh, that's, that's why they're just dominating in every sport, oh, but, um, uh, Scott, I'm gonna call it, let's tell the fine people where they can find you. Cause it's, they can find you everywhere. And, uh, I'd love to have you back any yeah. time, any place. Love it. Yeah. For right now, uh, I, you can listen to me pretty much weekly or weekly on, uh, fantasy football weekly it's the longest running radio show in the industry like 28 years now it's on iHeartRadio, also syndicated across the country on a bunch of radio stations but you'll probably find it as a podcast on iheart and then scottfish24 on twitter as long as that's still around <laughs> we'll see how it goes <laughs> it is kind of crazy they're like yeah if you don't get the blue check we're just gonna we're gonna put you in the basement with uh yeah <laughs> Like the office, uh, the stapler, you're just like guy in the basement. Milton? Was his Milton. Name Milton? There it is. That, yes. Yes. Yeah. Without the blue check mark, you're just going to be like, um, where's my paycheck? <laughs> I thought I was. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. That's good. 
It's good. Yeah, like no that. blue check. You're Milton. That's that. <laughs> so oh, funny. Yeah, I, I'm out for this shit. I, I I'm not paying you eight bucks. I'm not doing it. I'll just I'll <laughs> I'll say it right here. I'm just not fucking paying you eight bucks a month. I'm just not doing it. What's frustrating That's, is I have Twitter Blue and I love it. Um, I have Android, so I I can't get the the checkmark version, the eight dollar version. Um, at least not yet. But I love Twitter Blue, and I'm annoyed that they combine these two. You know, right? I'd rather just keep keep my Twitter Blue and uh, not worry about the stupid checkmark thing. The way it's going. So, what does Twitter Blue do for you? Uh, it allows me to uh, have a 30 second undo on my tweets if I want to, you know, change it up because sometimes I need that pause to to look at it. Um, it allows you to edit tweets. It allows you to anytime there's a thread, you can click a button and you can read it like as one page instead of like scrolling through. The, it's just one nice, perfectly nice. format. There's a bunch of uh, different sites that they partnered with that if it's a pay article, it's free to read. Um, there, there. We used to have uh, pinned DMs, uh, but now that everybody's got that, I guess. Um, hmm. But there, there are a lot of features that I routinely use, and that's interesting. For three three bucks a month, I was like, I'm in. Now yeah. eight bucks a month and you got this whole connotation to it. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's what it was for me. I, th- I think if you want to sell me features and functions, Twitter blue, that sounds great. But if you want to sell me on, I, I just don't, I'm not, I'm not feeling sold. Uh, <laughs> you know, with the, if you don't do this, we're going to put you in the basement, bitch. I don't like yeah. that sales approach. It doesn't feel good to me. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's feeling a little bit strange, but we'll see how it all pans out. I just have a hard time believing that, you know, the, the world is going to pay them eight bucks a month for this, you know, just to sort of get the same shit they've always had, except, you know, I don't know. It just feels weird. It just feels yeah. very, very strange. I get uh, it. We'll see where it plays out. I mean, I think we all use it for a sense of community for the yep. most part. Um, you know, some people use it for specifically for business to drive traffic to their sort of whatever it is, you know, their, mm-hmm. their website, their Patreon, their paywall, all that sort of thing. But I think for the most part, you know, the people are using it to share information um, and to have a sense of community. And I think that that shouldn't cost eight bucks a month. I 100% agree with all of what you just said. Cool. Well, on that note. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you've agreed with me, we can call it. (laughs) Finally. Got him to agree. (laughs) Finally. Well, Scott, I thank you for your support of the Undroppables. Um, I will continue to pledge our support to you in any way you need. Um, you know, we, we appreciate what you've done for this community. So we're very, very grateful to have you on the show. We're grateful to have you in our lives. We're grateful to be in the Scott fish bowl, continue the good work. And thank you so much for coming on my show. That was very generous of your time. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, by the way, big, big thing to thanks to your man, chalk at Undroppables for helping out as much as he did with SFB. I'm not sure the sleeper side of that works without him. He, uh, just, just crushed it. Yeah. Chalk is one of those guys that, that um, you know, he's not in the front, but he is active doing all sorts of great work, you know, and he's just an awesome dude. And, uh, thank you for mentioning that chalk is awesome. He's also, uh, currently fifth in the weekly rankings for fantasy pros. That's how good of a, an, uh, an analyst he is, by the way, our boy, Kev must just Kev, Kev is number one. The, the, the sly detective who outed me as fantasy receipts. He is first and fantasy pros weekly ranking. Oh, so God bless you, Kev, <laughs> Kev, whatever. Good job, Kev. So <laughs> nice. Kev is rocking it, beating all the big boys in his first year. So got to give him some credit. I, I tweeted at him. I said, you're a better ranker than detective. That's all I'll tell you. 
uh, (laughs) on that note we're we're gonna we're gonna kick it thanks thanks scott thanks for coming on on behalf of everybody here at the undrafted on behalf of everybody here at the undroppables on behalf of the greatest podcast producer that has ever walked the earth michael p duncan we have been joined by the great scott fish i am jack falcone and we just gotta see it for myself out. I'm in the corner Why do you kiss her? Oh, oh, oh And I'm right over here Why can't you see me? Oh, oh, oh